Welcome to the Tuesday Review. I'm Nathan, as always, joined by Callum and James in the studio, and joined by a special guest, Jake. How you going, Jake? Hello. I'm good. How are you? Good. How you going, boys? Yeah. I'm yeah, bad. Same old. Um, we, we talk about Jake occasionally on the show. Um, friend, yeah. Friend of the, friend show, of the Jake, show, One of the silent producers of the show. Um, <laughs> and we were talking about the show. And he's never... I'm not sure he's been on the new show. Uh, he, he had, just before the pandemic, we talked about Sonic... Okay. Yeah. So that was the last yeah. time yeah. he came on the show, and we were talking before we got on air. Like you haven't been here since you haven't been in on the radio since before the pretty pandemic. much since around the yeah around that. So time. probably Sonic was probably the last time. Probably you might have been uh, yeah. on the radio. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> and we finally got you back. Yeah. <laughs> for um, finally come back in for another video game movie. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Because <laughs> just when he thought he was out, we dragged him. Actually, back. we were talking about you last week or the week before. With um, the game that was uh, even even broke you. Oh, we, we Fire Emblem broke, Fire you. broke yeah. you. Yeah, because <laughs> Callum was like, even Jake could do it, and I said that's not true. Jake is the best at video games. <laughs> oh, that game! I I tried. I I did my best to love it. <laughs> As because you know, for audience listeners, Jake is a long term Fire Emblem franchise fan. Yeah. Um, and this is the this is the game that broke the camel's back. So it's the new one. Yeah. Yeah. The unfortunately. Yeah. Fire Emblem Engage. Yeah, um, it, anyway. it has its merits, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, we're here to talk about movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Jake's our video game expert, so we're going to talk about the Mario movie a bit later. Yeah, but first we want to talk a little bit about John Wick Chapter Four. Yes. Um. So. So we've all seen it at this point. It took us a couple of weeks. Um, I, yeah, I saw it when it came out like a month ago. Yeah, and, and then it took us. It took us a little while. You guys saw it, schedules, and yeah, everything else more recently. Um. Yeah, look, it's... Do you, yeah, do you guys want to just give your opinions before I go on my rant? Yeah, well, I'll, give my, I'll give my opinion, um, and then we'll get Callum's opinion, Jake's opinion. <laughs> I don't really yeah, have He hasn't seen it yeah. <laughs> Look, I think the action is good. This, this sort of, you know, it's a set, it's like a set-piece movie. Yeah. The world's good. It's got, you know, it's a traveling movie. You've got Japan, you've got France, you've got... Um, yeah. You know, all that. That's all lovely. The character stuff falls apart mm. for me. Yeah. Because you've got Kane and the... I forget the guy's name. The... Um, oh, the guy with the dog? No, the... Um, that's another issue. Oh, yeah, you got... But the uh, the hotel owner or the hotel manager oh, of Osaka. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And you've got all these characters that are apparently really good friends with John Wick from way back. And yeah. they're just like, well, remember I owe you one. Yeah. And then, like, that's it. We get no further exploration that's, into their relationships. Yeah. I mean, that's most of the John Wick movies is because he's so notorious. Mm. And then he like, goes up against someone that he used to or runs into yeah. someone that he used to know. But I think this movie wastes a lot of... It's a three-hour movie. It wastes a lot of time doing stuff like that. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, like he's had a relationship with these characters in the past and it basically never explores it. And I'm just like, I know the movie's already three hours long, but I'm like, just, it's it's wasteful. Yeah. I'm like, what, like, does he need to be friends with every character in the universe? Yeah, I also feel like a lot of it is setting up spin-off and like later movies. And I'm like, it's starting to feel, which is one of my problems with chapter four is it's starting to feel like it's going to go into Marvel territory. Yeah. Because you've got the ballerina spin-off movie coming out and you've got the continental prequel series coming out. And there's a, like a lot of characters introduced in John Wick Chapter Four, and I'm just like, if it's starting to feel like they're just, yeah, it's getting yeah. out of hand. Like it's a it, big it, franchise now because everything has to be a franchise. It can't just be a I movie. Think, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, the ac- again, the action was good. The set pieces were good, um, but 
yeah, a lot of the story, as you said, is getting too the story, much. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Callum's opinions. I forgot to pre- uh, prepare my AI statement. Yeah, um, actually, I did. <laughs> I did. I did generate a Chat GT, GPT um, John Wick <laughs> yeah, review um, when I thought we were going to do that. Yeah. So I guess I'll have to give my actual opinions. <laughs> um, I'll see if I can if I can find it. It'll be funny. Um, oh, oh, for, for Jake, uh, you probably didn't listen to the AI episode, but we did a whole thing where we uh, prepared uh, AI statements. We did AI reviews, so we told an AI to prepare us a uh, podcast review. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was, yeah it was, we, we got it to review Dungeons & Dragons for yeah. us. Yeah, and it was ridiculous. For some reason, it, it hated Alum. I don't know if it was the way James was no, prompting. No, it's because I, 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 I told it. I said, uh, I said, Callum, Nathan, James, and Alum review the Dungeons & Dragons movie. Callum likes the fantasy elements. Um, Nathan is just kind of level-headed and laid back. James is, like, interested in the production and costume design. And Alan makes inappropriate jokes. Because <laughs> right. he always does. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But the AI Fair doesn't know what to do with that. It's yeah. too vague. Yeah. Oh. So, <laughs> so it says stuff like, I like the shirtless yeah. men. So I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, kept rege- I kept regenerating it. And at one point, Alan's thing just says... Hey, I'm just here for the shirtless guys and the inappropriate <laughs> jokes. <laughs> yeah. um, so, you know, if you've seen, at this point, if you've seen one John Wick movie, I mean, past the first one, I guess, because the first one's the most iconic, the, fir- the most solid, It's the most I grounded, guess. too. Yeah. So, if, if you've seen John Wick 2 and 3, you know what you're expecting. Um, it, like Nathan said, it does have a lot of interesting locations, but I feel like it doesn't really use those locations to its fullest potential. Because it seems to take place in, like, one main area in each city. Yeah. So, it doesn't... Apart from Paris, it doesn't showcase... Paris is the main... Yeah. Yeah. So, like, some of the smaller areas, like Berlin, I think, uh, and Japan, it doesn't really showcase that environment yeah. and its culture to the way it's it mostly, maybe yeah, should. It's mostly, yeah, you just go... They go to the city <coughs> and then they go to an indoors place. Yeah, so yeah. it could be done in a soundstage and I wouldn't know any different, you know. Um I I thought there were some interesting characters such as the Marquis uh, and the um, the gentleman with the dog. I thought was an interesting character, Mister Nobody. Yeah, yeah, Mister Nobody. But it doesn't sp- it doesn't mm. spend enough time exploring who they are, where they're coming from. Because I mean, it is a John Wick film, right? Yeah. But like, I feel like there's definitely there's definitely Which, characters beneath the portrayal, and I want to know more. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they just don't give you that. And like you said, it's a three hour film. So it's like instead of wasting so much time on m- kind of monotonous it's action not- sequences at times, they really could be, you know, having more character moments, even more exposition. Frankly, you know, like the how the table, what's the table's yeah, relationship well, to the market? That's a big problem. Yeah, that's a big problem um, I have with the. What media. are the rules? You know, we know how the hotels work. Yeah. But I want to know more about the rules about how the world at large works. Yes. And we don't get that. We see the elder at the start of the film. And it's like, oh yeah, that's a big problem for yeah, me. Yeah. Who's this guy? Where does he fit in? I kind of don't care. There's no introduction. The stakes aren't set at the start, yeah. and that's kind of how it proceeds. We do get stakes at you know towards the middle of the film when we see that John Wick is running out of time. Yeah, but it just doesn't set it all up. So you have this, like you said, a franchisee kind of feeling to it. But yeah. it's supposed to be an action thriller, not a. It's not a science fiction movie. It's not a fantasy movie. You know what I mean? I, no, I but, always but, try to compare it to Mission Impossible. No, 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 it's, but they're, they're it's, it's completely different. different. Yeah. But Mission Impossible does these large, high-stakes ideas, but it kind of doesn't feel like... Like, there's no... 
mysterious back characters who you know know everybody and that doesn't explain well i mean it. mission impossible does that as well like i was behind yeah. it all and but it does it, it doesn't i'm not yeah. comparing the two directly i'm just saying like no. there's a way to do it without it falling flat like it kind of does it, this yeah chapter four can feel a bit maybe bloated uh yeah bloated is the word i'm looking for yeah. um that being said like all john wick movies the action choreography in this film yeah. is top tier premium level hollywood Edge of my seat, popcorn eating, fantastic some movie of the best, making magic. Yeah, some of the best action I've um, seen in a long time. You know, and I was telling James and Nathan uh, at one point, I saw an article from Variety magazine where they talk about how Keanu Reeves is such an expert with guns that during the se- during the film itself, you'll see scenes where John Wick's gun jams and he, you know, mm. John Wick unloads the gun or he pulls the the large yeah, bullet out the or jam. whatever. Yeah. Um, that was like not in the script. Some some of those times weren't even in the script. That was Keanu Reeves unjamming his gun so they could continue filming. But he didn't like call. He didn't call stop or anything. Yeah. He just unjammed it, and then the actors around him, I guess, adapted to yeah, the pause. Yeah. yeah. Which like, again, like movie from, making magic, you know. From yeah, from what I've heard, like you know, read in the trivia and stuff, Keanu Reeves doing his like you know combat training and and firearms training and um you know hand to hand. Uh, combat yeah combat training like apparently all his instructors are like he's the like best at it he's the fastest to pick it up yeah he's better at it than like the navy <laughs> seals that actually have to do it for, in, yeah. for real life yeah apparently keanu's um, just really good at picking that stuff up and doing it really well and the final act, and it comes across in the action yeah scenes. it does it looks very authentic yeah. you know it's organic looking it's not uh, it's not like some some action movies what, you see it's very stiff it looks very choreographed so it's like you can only i mean see this the movie's heavily choreography but it's because you know you've got a stuntman uh, uh you know an ex-stuntman <laughs> as the director and you've got yeah. all these great stuntmen working on the movie and it just shows that it's, like, it feels very natural yeah, yeah. Um, and it culminates in this epic final hour of madness. Yes. Uh, which the last thought, hour of this movie is insane. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, there's one speci- I want to call a shout out to one specific scene. I know which one you're going to talk uh, about. top down. Yeah. There's a top down action scene where you see, I guess they had a huge sound stage where they could have the cameras above the um, yeah. the interior location. Looking down. And so uh, John Wick has a shotgun that has like fire bullets or whatever I'm glad called. they added the fire bullets. I wonder if they tried it without the fire bullets. I can't so it was visually they, yeah. a little not- I think I they did it on purpose enough. because it looks like a Hotline Miami kind of yeah. game. And I feel like they added the the <laughs> well, they had so to, that you can see the muzzle. Otherwise, like the, you wouldn't have yeah. been able to see like where he's firing game, at. Like in a video yeah, game, where yeah. you can kind of see your bullets and it's, coming it's Because you can see where everyone is on the screen, it adds another layer of tension to it, which I think is yeah. fantastic. And it's it's supported by this awesome techno score. Yeah. Act- and I'm not really a techno guy, but with the act when the action's playing and you have the techno music blaring at you, yeah. it just feels amazing to watch. I, th- I like... You know, the uh, one thing I like about Chapter Four is I feel like the music got a bit more elec- electric, a bit more electronic, which is right up my alley. Um, you know, in the previous movies, the score was a bit more maybe rock heavy, whereas this one, I was like, I think there was a few bits where maybe a bit more synthy or yeah. like techno-y, and that for me was awesome. I, I just, I have one, I guess, one comment. Do the police just not exist in this movie? Yeah, that's universe? part of my problem, yeah. Because should I go on my rant and yeah, then please, yeah, Jake, into they that? have shootouts in public in the Arc, near the Arc de Triomphe. 
just no and law just enforcement nothing. at all. There's chaos happening. The people of Paris in the middle of Paris. <laughs> and there's no police anywhere. Yeah. That's all. 911 yeah. doesn't checks. exist in the John Wick <laughs> yeah. universe. It's, um, so, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> I love the John Wick movies. Um, you know, I'm a big action movie fan. Um, for me, the second one, I mean, I know people will probably like the first one the most. For me, the second one is my favorite. I think it's the best. It's the perfect balance of like the kind of groundedness of the first movie and the sort of more comic booky mythologized world. Yeah, building. the law. I love all the, you know, the t- high table and the continental and the gold coins and the markers. I love all that stuff. I love when they explore that. And I love how. I love how in the second movie they they explore that without ever slowing the movie down. Yeah. Um, and the third movie, you know, introduces, you know, keeps some of that stuff. But the second half of the third movie gets quite repetitive in terms of just the same action over and over, just shooting, shooting, shooting. Um, but the end of the third movie sets up a really exciting... Not final act, but a, a an exciting way for John Wick to continue as a franchise, as a series. It ends with, you know, Winston shooting him off the hotel and then uh, Lawrence Fishburne's character, the Bowery King, being like, are you mad? Like, are you ready to fight back? And he goes, yeah. And so now we're at chapter four and all those things they set up in the previous let's say two movies because the thir- first movie is quite self-contained, they just kind of completely blow, blow past it and ignore it. Yeah. The, you know, they set yeah. up the villain, the elder in the third movie, and then they just completely blast past that in, in the fourth movie. Um, and they introduce a new villain, the marquee. And I'm like, hang on, you already had your series villain. You set him up in the yeah. last movie. Yeah. Um and you already introduced the high table and the idea of the high table and they just don't really explore it's e- that. It's easier than to dig deeper into that law. It's easier just to turn around and say, Oh, I have the I have and the authority of the high yeah, table. But that's what the, the elder was. The elder. Yeah. That's what the elder yeah. was. And now so now the but then now then there's like now there's this new guy called the Marquis. I'm like, hang on, what are you doing? You've yeah. got the law already set up. They don't seem to like Callum said, there's no rules anymore. The second movie sort of introduces some of that lore. And it's it's like, okay, this world has... It's silly and over-the-top and comic booky, but there's still rules. There's still a... There's a society of assassins and there are, there's a hierarchy. And the third movie is about that hierarchy. Very expressly, it's about being under the... Serving the high table. And the end of the third movie was like, we're going to fight back. The people under the table are going to fight back against the high table and John Wick is going to be their sword. Yeah. That's your story. The fourth movie, like I said, rushes past that, ignores it all, and is just a three-hour, just a basic three-hour structure, a three-hour, you know, uh, script to have action set pieces. Yeah. Which is fine. The action in John Wick Chapter 4 is next level. Yeah. The last hour... Incredible. Yeah. There's like the Arc de Triomphe, 
it's called a car chase slash shootout it's slash really, fight scene. It's really cool, Jack, because there's cars going around the roundabout and they're just like, trying to find yeah, between fighting in between. Thinking them, about how to film it's that, insane. Yeah, yeah. it gives me anxiety. I, I saw an interview where they, they talked about how they like shut down an airport in Germany or something. No, because of lockdowns during COVID, they were actually able to shoot certain uh, things at the real Arc de Triomphe when it was empty, which is like never happened before. It's never been empty before. So COVID was kind of a blessing in disguise for them. And then they went to like an airport in Germany and they actually shot it with cars going around and stuff and they blended it together. And it looks really good. It does look really good. And then, you know, the la- and then it goes from that to like the top-down Hotline Miami video gamey kind of bird's eye view S- yeah, action scene with this yeah. explosive shotgun. Awesome. Awesome. And then it goes to this giant staircase that just goes on forever yeah. and they're going up and down and up and down and it's edge of your seat yeah, yeah it's crazy it's some of the best action it's like the some of the best like action sequence i've ever seen even the duel even though it's not technically it's not like as yeah. fast-paced action heavy as the yeah. rest of it tactically it's still tactical it's yeah. still like well fits in the stakes the, are still super yeah, high yeah, yeah. you can so feel like it, that yeah. the last hour i'm like this is awesome and even like the first half even though for me it felt kind of the action's awesome but it felt like okay we already saw the big shootout and fight scene at the end of john wick 3 the start like the first half of john wick 4 is basically just repeating Mm. the action scenes of john wick yeah uh three i think some of the action can get a bit repetitive yeah not to take away from its uniqueness but it doesn't necessarily have to be dragged along exactly and that's my problem is it's three hour movie and they they're setting up all this stuff but none of it's at the end of the day none of it's really important and they ignore all of the stuff they set up in the previous couple of movies yeah um and i think for me that's a big problem is yeah it's just you had the perfect story set up at the end of the third one and they just decided to go in a different direction and the direction they went in is fine i guess but it's basically just a simple idea to hold up action sequences i think it, it's which you is know, you know let's most people are there just for the action sequences but, but i'm kind of like yeah but the action sequences were good in the first two movies and yeah. even the third movie and those had decent stories and you have such a mysterious world you can be playing with That's, yeah it's extra disappointing because I the mythology and the lore behind the universe is so good. It's so it has that's so why, much promise. Yeah, that's why the second one's my favorite. Because that's I I love the action. That's where they nail it. But yeah, I'm like, oh, this world is it sets it apart from other action movies. Yeah. So yeah, I just John Wick Chapter Four. I liked it. The action is next level, but the story is not very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's fair. And the, uh, to yeah. to sort of go off what Nathan was saying is. You know, oh, the police just not exist in oh, this universe. Jake, they blow up buildings, man. They yeah. have shootouts at the Arc de Triomphe in pa- very publicly. Yeah, <laughs> shootout and no then through the house and, and then up the stairs, no and there's not even a siren and to like be heard. Private SWAT teams running around yeah. hotels. I'm just and, like, and, what's going on? Yeah. yeah, where are the police? <laughs> and you know, the second movie kind of sets up that it's like, okay, this is a fun comic booky world where everyone's an assassin. It's ha, okay ha. if you do it in the desert, but it's less no, okay no, if you do but, it. But even in the second movie, there's action scenes in the city, and it's kind of like but you kind of you get a sense that once they do the fight they have to run away there's at least one scene in the second movie where there's sirens you hear cops coming there's action scenes that don't take place in the middle of the street you know 
And if there is, there's that funny bit in the second movie where they're using silences and it's like pew yeah. pew, and all the people don't yeah. even notice, and it's kind of funny. But oh, there's I think, that scene where he's on John's on the horse and stuff, but that's also like a chase. It's not kind of like um, yeah, exactly. Just being they're, like, they're not in the yeah, and yeah, they're not in the same place for an extended period of time. Yeah, but yeah, the fourth movie gets to the point where if you didn't like the second or third movie because you thought they were too over the top and you liked the more grounded nature of the first movie, God help you with John Wick Chapter 4 because (laughs) (laughs) now it's gone full cartoonish. Yeah. Yeah. And part of that is the cops and part of it, there's a a big fight scene in... um, in a, a ni- in a nightclub <laughs> yeah. and just no one everyone no, no one reacts one to it they all see people getting shot and i know maybe the filmmakers thought it was funny but it it it's gotten to a point now where it's super cartoonish yeah and uh, going along with that cartoonishness which i like that kind of comic booky but it has gone it's gone, a line. It's gone yeah, it's gone too far it, jumping the shark territory yeah and i think part of that cut, ties back to the problems i have with the story where the first first movie is probably the most grounded, both in terms of the world and also the emotions. Second movie get, introduces some of that cool comic book lore stuff, but still kind of grounded in terms of like the motivations of the characters and, you know, the villain is, he's a comic booky villain, but he's also just kind of a greedy. He's got human emotions. John's motivations are still... You know, and the third movie, even though it gets a bit more ridiculous, you still get where people are coming from. The fourth movie, everything seems to be cartoonish. The villain is very mustache twirly. Yeah. Even is. John himself has become a caricature of what John, he used yeah, to be. Yeah. He's become... Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good impression. Yeah. Like, the first... <laughs> the first e- episode title, yeah. yeah. The, fir- the first, um, the f- you know, the first dot dot dot, yeah, yeah. yeah. The first, um, you know, first two movies, he actually has dialogue and monologues. That and was Keanu Reeves' choice. Uh, he cut it down. He had heaps more dialogue, but apparently okay. he pared it all down. So I think that's a problem. It is because it's it, gotten it, to the like point you said. It makes now, him. It makes him just like an he's agent. No longer, yeah, of he's the no narrative. longer a character. He's no longer a man who lost his wife and is on a path of revenge. Now he's just an agent of narrative. A, yeah, yeah, a caricature <laughs> of himself. He's just an action. He propels the narrative forward. Yeah, that's all he does. He's just yeah. a gun with legs. Yeah, like, and I, th- I think it's a big problem with with this movie because. Yeah, like I said, even though the action is awesome, it's just I didn't care. And they're introducing all these new characters who were cool. The Marquis is a good villain. Mister Nobody is a cool uh, uh, sort of um, frenemy. Yeah, you yeah. know all the all the other villains and allies are cool. You know, Kane is Donnie Yen is awesome. Yeah, but I'm like, <clears throat> yeah, it it's just like all this stuff being introduced, and I'm like, okay, it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary yeah. And also it's starting to feel kind of franchisey and marvel. Yeah, and is, I'm yeah. like, no, no, I'm, we should I'm, be. I'm anticipating the Kane TV show. Yeah. Like I said, there's yeah. already spinoffs and prequels planned and who knows where it'll go from here. Um, this, I think the chapter four is doing very well financially. So they'll probably even maybe do more John Wick movies. I, they've, <coughs> they've been uh, talking the, about John Wick five. Yeah. Which I knew they were already discussing John Wick five by yeah. the time I saw John Wick four. So the ending of John Wick four, which we won't but, spoil. Yeah. I was like, 
you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, will he come back? Will he not come back? Who knows? Kind you of kind of spoiled it, but yeah. No, no, no. I mean, like, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. But I was like, I was like, man, you're already talking about John McFly. Exactly. Like, don't tell me he's retired or whatever because... Yeah, don't like, yeah. set the character up for a finish if... Potentially, you're already, yeah, if you're already telling people, because I was like, man, can't, I yeah, the, don't retire. I saw the headlines; yeah. they're already in talks. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? But yeah, the the ending for chapter four just completely fell flat for me. It didn't feel yeah. like an ending at all. No, I, I just wonder, just like the end of the third movie was like a cliffhanger. It's like okay, next level, like next movie is going to well, yeah. go the original, off. The original the end cut of this movie, movie just felt very flat. The original yeah. cut of this movie was closer to four hours long. Yeah, and I wonder if there was a point where they said we have to cut down on either the story or the yeah. action. And they were like, we can't cut, cut down, down the, the action yeah, because yeah, that's yeah, our wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the ending, it's it's like you have action for like most of the film and then it's like hard cut, end sequence done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. so there's no there's no transition between the like the, the story arc and the finale. Yeah. It's just like it happens and then you see the final shot credits. Yeah. So there's no there's no moment where the characters can have that moment to absorb what happened. You don't see anyone's reactions to what's happened at the in the final sequence. Yeah. It's just hard cut done. Yeah. Which it, I think it, is it a felt, huge it, problem. It felt very flat for me. Yeah. Especially because the last, like I said, the last hour of the movie is some next level shit. Yeah. And the action is insane and just never lets up. And then at the end, it was like it's like the yeah. end. The, John Wick uh, the, rides into the sunset, the and hour, I was like, yeah. <laughs> the, the, "This uh, is not an ending. No, Where is other, number five, the please?" The other hour story got cut. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But even then, I find it hard to believe yeah. that they would actually, you know, because like I said, the stuff they set up in the previous movies, they can. Part of it, I think, is Derek Kolstad, who wrote the first two movies. He co-wrote the third movie with two other guys, and then one of those two other guys wrote this movie with another uh, guy without Derek at all. It's diluted. So I think as the movies go on, Derek's influence wanes, wanes, and to the point now where you get to the fourth movie where he's not involved in terms of the script at all. Yeah, and I think you can tell because his his writing is very strong. You know, what was Did the he other write movie? Mr. Nobody? Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. nobody. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like okay, he's got that style and that, and he's got that world building that he sets up in the first couple of movies. Yeah, and now he's gone. Uh, maybe that influence they needed that. I reckon. You know. Yeah, some people are a compass, aren't they? Yeah, but yeah, it's still an awesome movie. Yeah, and well, I'd, I'd, I'd watch. Yeah. I'd watch it again a million times, and I'm gonna watch. Yeah, no, it, I'm gonna watch the spin-offs and all that. I'm just. It's starting to feel now like everything has to be a franchise, and it can't just be. Mm. Yeah, the John right. Wick movies. It has to be. There's the spin-offs yeah, and the we have to make new characters now. For yeah, new- exactly. <laughs> I was like, for like, toys. did you see the end? But credits? they're not, not going to be making did toys you see for the John end, Wick. Did you see the they after might. credits scene? Yes, I did. Yes. Yeah, I'm like, they're they're setting up all this stuff yeah. for sequels and spin-offs would you, and TV shows. Would you buy a little John Wick figure, Jake? I would. A little I John oh Wick yeah, Ma- a, little, a friend of the show, friend of the show, Manny J has you know uh, hot toys, the really realistic twelve inch. Yeah, he has a John Wick. He has a John Wick, and it comes yeah. with a little pencil. Little, yeah, oh, of yeah. course it does. And it's an actual real pencil with a lead in it, even oh though God. it's only like half an inch long because it's it's uh, yeah. yeah accurate to the size of the twelve inch figure. Um, it's got actual lead in it, and you can write with it, <laughs> even though it's only a little teeny tiny. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, want to so imitate little... John Wick, like taking yeah. down little notes. But I want to. <laughs> that's not. That's not what he's doing with the pencil. Jake. Okay, man. I don't yeah. know. Have you seen the other movies? <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh, seen. Yeah, you have to watch it. He kills yeah. a man with it. Right. Uh, he kills <laughs> two. He kills three men. Yeah. I want a little John Wick. I can move around in a car. 
know? Yeah, well, John Wick play John set. Yeah, with his, with his family, and I can, yeah. I can gun what down his little family. Scott Adkins' character. <laughs> 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 what, what was Scott Adkins' character in this movie? The big German <laughs> bad guy? The big yes. the king, yeah, yeah, the king, yeah. king, kingpin guy? Yeah. yeah. I want him, like, uh, his, his nightclub play set. Uh, can <laughs> you imagine? <laughs> that would be cool. Uh, we'll be um, right. Oh, uh, one more thing. Yeah. R.I.P. Lance Reddick. Very, very, very sad. He was only 60 and he's such a great actor. He was in The Wire. He was in Resident Evil. Yeah, we we mentioned him. It was heart disease. Get your hearts checked, people. Yeah, we we mentioned him a couple weeks ago as well, the last episode. I can't remember. Um, But yeah, he's in this movie as well. And so it's very sad that that happened. Yes, we'll be right back after this short break. Welcome back to the Tuesday Review. Um, Now we're going to talk about one of our other favorite franchises. Mario! I don't know if that's <laughs> going to spike on the recording. But anyway. um, yes, it's uh, me, billion dollar success, isn't it, <laughs> A little bit of change in tone, John yeah, Wick to Mario. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, they're both from New York, right? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> um, one <laughs> one does plumbing now. and one does wet work. One yeah. is an adaptation of a video game, one is video game-esque. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> both, they, gone, yeah. Both, both, you know, gone revenge sequences. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, that, that, Mario yeah. kills a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> true. A lot of, Mario kills a lot. A lot of Goombas. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it. it. I mean, Maybe yeah. not people, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One shoots shells, one shoots bullets. Yeah. yeah. Or different kind of shells. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is it in the uh, Mario Rabbids games? He has a he has like a laser gun. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did I I, re- I heard somewhere that Mario in the first game was originally supposed to have a gun. Really? Like the I who, don't know who, that. was the creator what's the creator's name? Miyamoto? Yeah, Miyamoto. Yeah, yeah he's just like for some reason originally he was just going to shoot Wow. And I then they're, they're like, no, maybe this is was too m- violent. I don't know. Maybe it was more Mega Man-esque. Yeah, I think it was like that. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Who yeah. knows? But anyway, yeah. <laughs> so, the, yeah, um, this film uh, by uh, Illumination? Yeah, Illumination, they did, yeah, they did the Despicable Me and Minion, yeah, all Minions. Yeah, Minions kind of things, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so this has this been a while coming. Uh, the first yeah. actual animated movie of... Like proper anim- theatrical release of an animated Mario movie. Yeah. Um, yep. The second, probably the second best Mario movie. Today. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is nothing beats the 93 so, live action say, version. So we should just shut up and turn <laughs> yeah, off the mics. I do want to say that though. People have been talking about the 93 movie and talking about how much it sucks. Seth Rogen says it sucks. Everyone says it sucks. And I was talking about it to, uh, at work with someone who also doesn't like it. They think it was, They think it's trashy or whatever. And I'm like, you have to remember that it's the year 2023. I'm like, you watch this film now, and they build set pieces, they build locations. Yeah. I would just ask people it's, to go back and actually yeah, watch no, it. It's it's real costumes. Yeah, as a Mario movie, yeah, it's not it's not particularly good. very good. But, but as a film, as a like maybe weird as san- actual, like yeah, sci-fi as film, fantasy, yeah. it's yeah. pretty awesome. Because I'm yeah. like, you you know, you don't get they don't. Build it's just things. a weird movie. Yeah, it's they don't a weird build movie things that, anymore. They yeah, they don't make so like, you watch like this movie now. Uh, on Blu-ray or where, whatever, and you know it looks great because they built things. It ages so yeah. well, you know. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to get that out of the way because we're going to be but talking. Anyway. We're going to be talking about the new Mario well, movie, but a lot of love to the old one. You know? Yeah, exactly. They had a, in in our local video store. They had a uh, little display stand set up for it. So God bless them. <laughs> oh, back in the day. No, JB. Oh, right now. Oh, for the new one. No, the old one. <laughs> They've got a little yeah. display set oh, up. For it. I want to go there yeah. and be like, hey, can I take that, <laughs> how please? Much? Yeah, how much? Blu-ray, yeah? 
It's out on Blu-ray, yeah. I have the oh, '93 yeah. version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 On uh, Blu-ray, yeah. We watched yeah, it. Yeah, it. That's we watched it. Yeah, we watched uh, it. And for the old show, we reviewed yeah, it on yeah. the old show. I had it on Blu-ray, and then yeah. it came out on Blu-ray in Australia, and I bought it again. Oh, okay, because yeah. it had uh, special features on it that weren't on the. But anyway, yeah, we're talking about the new Mario movie. But <laughs> anyway, wait, can I'm I? I'm sorry. I, can I just say one thing, and then I'll shut up. Yes. I didn't see the new Super Mario Brothers movie animated movie that came out. I want to see it. I like Mario as much as the next man. Yeah. But it, I don't know. It just, it rubbed me the wrong way. I thought Chris Pratt being cast as Mario felt like a very cold corporate decision that some <laughs> bean counter made all the other celebrity voices. I wasn't happy about, but I was like, they kind of make sense. Jack, Jack Black, Black as Bowser. Bowser makes sense. He's we'll not perfect, that, yeah. but he's like, oh, that makes sense. He's got a gravelly yeah, voice. Seth Rogen as King Kong makes sense. Yeah, it's like, that's King that's Kong? a dumb... King Kong. Uh, King Kong. Kong. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's I was dumb, close enough. That's yeah. a dumb idea, but it's like, oh, he kind of sounds like... because yeah. the laugh. That's what you want. <laughs> even even <laughs> Keegan-Michael Key as Toad, I'm like, that's, doesn't, that's not right, but oh, he does a good job. Like, what a... <laughs> But Chris, really, Chris Pratt. You know what? He I'm does okay. Yeah, yeah. So, and the animation looked good. Beautiful. But animation. I was just like, you know what? This movie feels like a movie made by a committee, like a. Oh, we'll get into that. Out. Yeah, we'll get into that. And I, you know, I have problems with Nintendo and their business practices. And I was just like, I don't want to pay for this movie. I want to wait for it to come out on streaming. Yeah. So I enough. do want to watch it, and I will mm-hmm. watch it when it comes out on streaming in a month or so. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about it again then. Yeah. But in terms of like this, I was just like, you know what? At the moment, that's I'm, fair. Not, I'm not so feeling it. This film's had the online discourse for this film has been really interesting because you have a, a bunch of guys our age, guys and ladies of our age, going to see this film and then being like, oh, it sucked. And then, like, it, it's very clearly aimed at children. Mm. As an, and I want to say, I enjoyed the film. But. But I, I have two questions, which actually I'll shut up and then I'll, I'll say my two questions at the end. I think you're going to answer one of them now. Yeah, anyway. yeah. So it's an interesting thing where you have people who've grown up with a franchise, who love the franchise, who are going to go and see and support this film financially, which I will say, it's like I saw a stat that said 60 to 80% of people who saw this film were over 18, uh, bought tickets for this film over 18, which is a dumb thing I because a five-year-old's not going to go like one ticket to Super one Mario of the, Brothers, please. I know I said <laughs> I'm going to shut up, um, but I, you know, I can't help myself. No, please, <laughs> um, interject. One of the reasons this movie is doing so well, it's like the <clears throat> biggest opening weekend of any animated movie ever. Yeah. One of the reasons it's doing so well, just regardless of the quality of the actual movie itself is unfortunately, you know, the capitalists are right in this sense is the brand is bigger. Mario is big with all demographics. Yeah. And it's Mario has been around for what? 40 years. So what Gen X, you know, millennials and Gen Z gen like, and you know, just it's like cross generate even older even yeah. like the parents of the kids and they even know yeah. yeah so it's just like this everyone knows Mario so I think that's why it's doing so well yeah, yeah absolutely um, I do want to say that there was an expectation for this film I think from a lot of nerds on the internet at least that I've seen and I've read a lot of the, as the boys know I'm a Twitter fiend I read a lot of the discourse <laughs> I'm knee deep in it at all times um, it's a problem um there seems to be a lot of people who are expecting it to have a very layered Pixar DreamWorks style story. Because if you've, if you've seen DreamWorks movies or Pixar films, even the original Toy Story movies and stuff like that, you know that the, the way those movies are presented are what we would call a family more, film, yeah. where it's like, 
it it is for children, but it also has a with Pixar specifically. It's just like yeah, it's for kids, but there's also a lot of like pathos and there's a lot of character arcs, yeah. and it, it does explore psychology. It explores characters and story. It plays Growing with all up, of these. Yeah, yeah, it plays with all of these elements. So a lot of people were expecting the Mario movie to have some of this in it. In reality, it's a Mario story told on the screen. That's all it is. It's a Mario story. Uh, so That was one of my questions. I've heard this is very much a kid's movie. It, so here's the Not thing. Not in a more bad so, way. No, no, no. More so than a Pixar. So here's yeah, the thing. Definitely more so than a Pixar. So here's the yeah. thing. A lot of nerds are saying... And I mean that in a loving sense, not in a derogatory sense. <laughs> As a man who reads comics. Yeah, we're um, all nerds. Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. we, we know um, what time it is. <laughs> <laughs> if you've listened to more than five seconds of this show, any episode of this show, you go yeah. like, you're just um, screaming nerd like Homer at the a lot of people. College. A lot of people online are saying <laughs> no. it can't be a kid's film because it has references that I only as a 35-year-old man would understand. And I'm like, okay. I don't think that's what the yeah. No, I'll try. They are. Yeah, trust yeah. me. No, 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 no. But that's so. When, when we say Pixar movies are also for adults, yeah. we're not just talking about the innuendo that all yeah. animated movies have for the yeah. adults. We're talking about the story, the storytelling yeah. uh, concept. Like I said, the, the, uh, the underlying um, themes and. It's pathos. funny. So uh, I can't remember if it was IGN or Kotaku. They actually released an article that's headline was this is a gentle reminder that Super Mario movies aimed at children which I thought was hilariously inflammatory that's that's also <laughs> um, unfair because I think we've talked about this a lot where it's like people are like oh superhero movies are dumb they're for kids you, you know you yeah, shouldn't no, watch this them is and animated movies are for, for kids they're dumb um, and it's like no anyone can enjoy them shut up that's right yeah. so here's the thing the reason I think it's for, uh, it's primarily aimed at children is because the story only exists to connect the set pieces so the the, the story story is it's your typical it's another connection with john wick chapter four <laughs> that's a john wick chapter four is for children <laughs> john wick chapter four is for kids take your six-year-old yeah. to see john wick chapter four there's a doggo in it <laughs> that's it that's it yeah um so it's 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 just it's really bright and colorful and it looks incredible but all the set pieces do is propel the characters forward to the next set piece that's eye candy for anyone watching it, not just children. Because as a grown man in the, in the cinema watching it, some of the scenes took my breath away. But the story doesn't really exist. It's just, okay, here's Mario. We need to get him to this place. Mm. He's there now. Um, and now we need... He's, you know, he's Peach. And now we have to find Luigi or whatever. Um, and then it just barrels forward from there. Yeah. So it introduces characters doesn't really explore them in any meaningful way because the only reason they're there is to be like, oh, it's Danky Kang. And then we get on, you know, we we go to the next scene. Um, Um, I will say... Keep in mind, I'm being really unfair when I say this just to get across my my point that it's a very thin story because the story is only there to hold the attention of someone with a short attention span. Yeah. So that's not a negative. That's the way the story's been designed. I mean, yeah, kids have the short Um, attention span just that way for a reason. But that being said, like I said, again, as a grown man... I enjoyed the movie thoroughly. Oh, it was yeah. good. Um, I will I will interrupt and I will say the best part of the movie for me is probably it. It is an Isekai movie. I don't care what you say, fight me. <laughs> yeah. If Mario exists in the real world or animated version yeah. of our real world and goes to a fantasy kingdom, fight me over it. It happens. Yeah, yeah that's right. Jake, back me up here. Pretty much, oh, no. yeah. Just, um, all that was missing is the fact that he didn't die to go to another yeah. world. Yeah. <laughs> I will say quickly before Callum gets back to it. The best part of the movie, on a slight yeah. disagreement on the whole thing, where there's there's no sort of nothing for ad- like adults in a yeah, story yeah. context. A slight disagreement is at the start of the movie, 
It's Murray being disappointed with his life and disappointing yeah. his family as a grown ass. That man. is true. Which I can relate. We can all that relate is true. to. The first part of the film is the closest you get to like a Pixar yeah. DreamWorks like, version of Murray. There is definitely okay. that kind of Murray's like depressed with his life, nothing's working out, his family yeah. thinks he's a joke, and it's like and his relatives are hilarious, and yeah. his relatives yeah. are amazing. Um, and there's that whole ad thing. So the first start of the movie is closer to like what we're talking about when we yeah. say that Pixar kind of family movie. There's it's gentle, but it's also kind of it's actual dialogue with actual characters yeah, expressing how they feel. Yeah. And there's you know you can see the yeah. dynamics between them. And the tonal shift is hard. Yeah. When once he goes, he goes into, into the, the when he goes into the what is it the Mushroom Kingdom Mushroom, mushroom Kingdom, mushroom yeah. kingdom. Um, the tonal shift is hard, and then it's very firmly a kids film. Yeah. It's yeah. not a bad thing. It was it was always gonna be like that. Like they kind yeah. of can't really they didn't, write it anymore. They didn't successfully weave in no. the emotional stuff at the beginning yeah, with like, the adventure through the fantasy. Also, it was world. also kinda hard to write it in. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. but I feel like Pixar movies do that yeah. though. So they I do. think yeah. it's just But this is a this is a, so Miyamoto Miyamoto? Miyamoto. He was involved with this, right? He was. Yeah. He's uh, Jake he was, was very, telling me he's not big on story. He's not. He's so <laughs> yeah. it's like it's like you know this yeah. is a Miyamoto <laughs> Mario it story. It makes sense that like this is because after the live action Mario movie, Nintendo was very careful. Not even they're, careful. They they straight up just said don't like we don't want movies. Yeah, we're, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We don't want movies made of <laughs> yeah. our stuff, and it's taken this long to finally yeah. get one made. And keep in mind, um, it's only 90 minutes long. Yeah. yeah. And I think th- this is one of the reasons I was a bit iffy about it is because it feels like a committee movie where it's like Nintendo is going to have their strict set yeah. of what you can and can't do and That's can right, and can't yeah. show and can and can't say. And the, the you know, the filmmakers are going to sort of... So it's just kind of this compromised... Yeah. Not that Mario has to be really deep mm. or dark or anything. Yeah, we don't need Grim Dark Mario. No, yeah. <laughs> we already Luigi, got that. Luigi we already got that version uh, in '93. <laughs> Luigi's scared enough. <laughs> are, you, are you ready, Mario? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, no, I was going to say when they make the Luigi's Mansion horror movie, Ooh, that's when yeah. you can make it dark. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, we've been rambling long enough. Jake, we brought you here for a reason. Please tell us how what you thought about Mario. No, so sorry. Jake was talking about something and I cut him off with oh. the Miyamoto because he oh, was no, involved. No, no well, I was like just answering yeah. the question. Essentially, Miyamoto is very well known for not being heavy on story, okay, especially yeah. in video games. You know, he's like... A lot of people do pin the blame on him for like the way Paper Mario has gone. For example, Paper Mario is known for actually having a story. At, at least it was. Okay. And now, like, then they kind of... It. By the time Sticker Star came around, that's when he kind of cut a lot of it out. He's just and, about the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it's been through like a lot of franchises. But besides that, um, there, was, there was only one thing, Calum. You said that... Well, to be fair, I don't venture into Twitter. That's a realm. Oh, yeah, you shouldn't. We keep telling Callum <laughs> yeah. to get yeah. off. That's the dark lands to me. I don't dare venture yeah, there. No, no, no. But um, at least in terms of YouTube, a lot of YouTubers I've seen that are around our age, they actually do seem to love it. So oh, I don't, yeah, no. I, it's not that like um, everyone our age is... No, no, so it's not no. so much that people dislike it, it's just that people are arguing about whether or not it's a kid's film. So right. you have yeah. a whole bunch of people feeling really defensive because people are reacting right. to the label uh, Super Mario is aimed at children. Yeah. And so I think it's one of those issues where 
people get so uncomfortable with this idea that once you turn a certain age, you can't enjoy children's media anymore. Right, yeah. And so I'm they're like, saying, oh, no, it is for adults. So they're right. Yeah. Yeah. No, so the Super Mario movie is for kids. Oh, yeah. Straight well, up for kids. Yeah, I'm not going to argue. There's, no, no. It's and that's the thing. Kids, yeah. That makes people uncomfortable, right? Because yeah. you're yeah. like, oh, well, you know, if the movie's not a hard R, I'm not watching it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, no, I'll watch a G <laughs> film. No, you yeah. know what I mean. I was actually—it's yeah. funny. I was at home, and we have a huge blue. We have like our Blu-ray um, bookcase, and I was looking at PG movies, and I was like, "Man, there's some bangers there that are PG." Oh yeah, and I'll, I'm, I'm looking at. It, I'm like, all these people need to relax a minute. Yes, it's for children. I think it's also—it's also a fun film. Yeah, yeah. So that's like I, people. I think it's it's a very very positively um, reviewed. reviewed at the moment. Yeah. yeah, especially like financially, like it's making bang yeah. at yeah. the box office. So. What did you think of the movie, Jake? I thought it was good. I, I like. I, I loved it a lot. I want to see it again, quite frankly. Yeah. Well, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna rewatch it when it comes out on streaming. So we're yeah. gonna put it on our on our home th- the Tuesday review home theater system. No. Yeah. I'm I'm more than happy to watch it again. Just because um, it's I fun, it. man. I've, it's so fun. I yeah. loved seeing all the references. Like that gave me like the little kid in me was just like gleeing with joy whenever I saw anything that I you know I could pick yeah. out. Like, I was the like, whole rainbow that's road. A thing. The whole rainbow road sequence. Yeah, like yeah. even just yeah. like smaller things yeah. like. I I won't I don't want to spoil them, but there's like a lot of little things, even right from the very beginning. Yeah, that I was just like, oh, that's a thing that I know from my childhood. Mm. So I'm just like, yeah. you know, that all of that just made me smile. But even there's, the even the action was fun. You know, yeah, it was the, like the action like was even, fun. Yeah, it's like it is engaging. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, you know, you can argue as well. Like, what kind of fighting do you expect Mario to have? Yeah, he jumps on things. That's it. So it's like this is as actiony as it could have gotten really with you know you, like we said it's a kids movie you're not going to expect Mario to pull out a gun as we said <laughs> no, no, no. so um i, <laughs> I think this one at least. yeah so i think um the action was fun and the animation was great everything was great i do say the story is weak but like like you said it, yeah. it's a kids movie it's also a mario movie it's a shigeru miyamoto movie so I didn't expect, I didn't have huge yeah. expectations for the story, but I do agree in that it could have been done a little bit better. Maybe if it had a bit more runtime, like yeah. I don't expect like a long runtime again for the kids. Mm. Yeah. Short attention spans. And a half film, yeah. yeah. It's not going to have a lot of runtime, but even just small things like without getting too into spoiler territory, not that there's much to spoil in terms of story. It's Mario. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you played a Mario game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, but literally from the first scene, Bowser gets the ability to take over the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah. Literally from the very beginning. I think it would have been a little bit more interesting if he slowly took over other kingdoms. And you don't have to show that, per se, that he actually fights every single kingdom. But maybe in just, like, tiny little scenes where, like, you know, there's yeah. a scene where he's playing a piano, for example, zoom out. A guard says, what do you want me to do with him? And he says, put him with the rest. You see it's the king of the Sand Kingdom or something. Just like little things like that, just to imply that he's slowly getting closer and closer, I think would have done wonders for the pacing of the movie. That also sets up like a race against time where it's like you have to protect the, you know, stop the invasion. Exactly. It's just like, Mario, we need you to get better now because Bowser's coming. Exactly. One of my minor concerns or one of my minor complaints with this movie was the fact that it's like they're trying to go to Bowser, but Bowser's coming to them as well. I'm like, why don't you just wait? Exactly. Yeah. Prepare your defenses. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Just wait for him to come to you. Yeah. And um, because it was just like really quick. It was just very suddenly it was like, 
Mar is there. Okay, go do what you need to do. Bang, he's here, and movie's done. Training and I know montage. it's yeah, I know exactly. it's and I know it's the Super Mario Brothers movie. But I feel like Luigi wasn't a, as big a part as I kind of hoped he would be. Because it would have been nice you know, to see everyone. Him everyone. Luigi secretly, always gets the short end of the stick, and that's the problem. You yeah. know, the but, tall guy gets the short end of the stick. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, he was barely. The, you have Charlie Day providing the the um the vocal performance. Yeah. And he does fine. And I'm like, we didn't really get much of Luigi. Per se, he's more yeah. of a, a very minor supporting role, almost. Mm. It, that's the thing. It would have also been nice to see more Luigi because a motif that they go with is that they are stronger together. Yeah, that's the motif that they set up from the very beginning of the movie. Like, as we, you know, we talked about their family, how their family is kind of you know riding Mario to you know do better and whatnot. The only one that's there to back him up is Luigi. Yeah, and they have a and really- then you know you have scenes where like Luigi's reminiscing about Mario and stuff like that. And it kind of shows the closeness they have between yeah. brothers. So, and that, you know, part of that does pay off at some point without getting into it. But it's just like, it would have been nice to see more of that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that, like, as, like I said, I don't expect Shakespeare. It's a, it's a Mario movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I do think there are, like, a couple little points that could have been made and added to the runtime to just make yeah. it flow a little better. Flesh and it just, um, it would have made the story a little bit more. Not necessarily cohesive, but like it would have just uh, See, it's, had it's a bit those, of pacing. It's those character moments, and like you said, the world yeah. building moments, which separate this film from being what I would call the Pixar kind of style film. Yeah. You know, like you can have a movie that's more aimed at children, but still be in that that Zootopia level. Because like, yeah. Zootopia was even, a kids' film, you know, right? Even like the but Lego, Zootop- but Zootopia like- is also like a well-rounded, interesting film with interesting yeah. characters, not there's that Mario is themes. Like no, even the yeah, Lego yeah. movie, the Lego movie is very much for kids, but it's there's very much about something and yeah. it's very much, you know, there's a, there's an adult, you know, you know, it's about, about imagination and growing yeah. up and whatever. Yeah. And, you know, being an adult and, and there's like this other stuff going on or even the Spider-Verse, yeah. you know, kids, I'm sure kids love that, but that, that was kind of, gets into some darker territory and again mario doesn't have to do that yeah and i haven't seen it so i can't comment but yeah it's just when i heard it's like it definitely feels like this new animated movie like Callum said it's just there's the script is just there to prop up the franchise the the character like oh there's donkey kong oh there's peach oh there's toad uh and he's the blocks and then they jump and then then bowser and then they fight it's a showcase yeah Yeah, a showcase of of the stuff that Nintendo property yeah. that that like Jake loves that he you know it's like it's just there it's a and skeleton it's, yeah. to hold that stuff up yeah. Yeah. and it is well done you know like I yeah, don't want to detract yeah. from the film because it is well made exactly it know? sounds like we're kind of you know no we're not hanging on we all enjoyed it very yeah. much yeah. exactly there's a reason it's, it's making it's, they reckon oh. their forecasting is that one, once it comes out on streaming into buying into rent it'll make close to a billion dollars mm. that's um, crazy so it's like you wow. know uh, we can say what we want. But Nintendo, like the, yeah, the, to yeah. them, the answer That's is the, the thing, money yeah. in the bank. They, you know? They're always um, they they they've got such strong um, uh, flagship characters, yeah, and franchises. And you know what they're going to do with all that money, James? Yeah, hire more lawyers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> no. See, this is why I'm always like, Dan- I love Nintendo, no, but yeah. I hate Nintendo. We are running out of time. Anyone got any last thoughts? Yeah. No, the no. Nintendo Cinematic Universe is coming. I'll, Get ready. Yeah. I'll just. I sh- um now that yeah now that it's so successful and they've uh Nintendo have opened up the floodgates so to speak I think we're going to see a lot of um yeah Nintendo 
animated movies and yeah. spin-offs and so on. I'm kind of so. excited, actually. I think the biggest one people are excited for, given this movie, is Luigi's yeah. Mansion or Donkey Kong. Luigi's Star Mansion, Fox I think, could oh, Luigi's cool. Mansion yeah. could be really cool. If they got a good director to do it, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this is a movie I'm for sure Mario fans. I'm sure Illumination will do all the movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but I'm like, if they can get someone who's got a Tim good... Tim Burton. <laughs> yeah. But I do think this is a movie for Mario fans, and if you are a Mario fan, you're going to smile the whole way through. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I reckon that's all the time we've oh. got tonight. Chris Pratt does fine. He's he okay. Was, he was fine. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. He's okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Thanks we- for listening. Oh, we'll... Oh no, we're going to review this movie again in a yeah. month or so. Yeah, when James and, and Alan, when we'll have Alan's an extra back. discussion. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully Alan can come back for that, and when I see it, and then yeah. we'll get Jake back as well, and and I'll tear it a new one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure it's yeah. fine. All right, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, Mushroom like Kingdom, here we come. <laughs> thanks for listening, everyone. Please like and share the Tuesday Review Facebook page, Twitter, and Instagram at Tuesday Review AU. Um, we'll be back next week. Adios, cousins. Whoa.